Seven. What do you think is the creepiest thing to collect? If the answer is not dolls, I don't know what it is. Yeah, like how... Okay, so I feel like collectively, most people have decided that dolls, like Cabbage Patch dolls, mm-hmm. and even American Girl dolls are a little creepy to me. Any doll. And yet, there are some... And I'm, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but like, there are people who are so devoted to collecting. Like, they've spent thousands of dollars collecting these dolls. Yeah, I mean... The answer is either dolls or heads, right? Like, that's the creepiest stuff you can collect. Yeah. Like shrunken heads? Just any head. Any any sort of head? Yeah. Fair. Yeah, there's just something so... Um, in the same way that clowns freak me out, there's just so, something so unsettling about, like, a piece of plastic that looks like us. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the uncanny <laughs> valley, right? Like, that's yeah. the... There's been, like, so many studies on that, especially when you have a doll that kind of looks like a clown. Yeah. That's un- not well. I, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm not happy with it. That's a um, crossover I'm not here for. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. One of my cousins is terrified by, like, as a kid, he was so scared of the movie It and yeah. the movie, the original Child's Play. Yeah. That he decided to get over his fears by dressing as like a combination of uh, uh, Pennywise and Chucky for Halloween one year. Oof. But he scared himself and he pooped this clown costume. Oh. And then he hid it in the closet and we didn't find it until way later. Oh, God. Children are frightening. (laughs) In all senses of the word, yes. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember when we watched Child's Play? You mean the 2019 remake of the original that was originally from, I think, 1988? In 1988, that is correct. Yep, and this one stars Aubrey Plaza and uh, Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. Love Mark Hamill. Of course. Such a, t- such a talented actor. Well, and um, Stephen King was a big fan, too. Yeah, I saw that. S- Stephen King was like... Uh, was like Mark Hamill voices Chucky and I fucking love that movie. I laughed, I cried. Like there was this whole big quote <laughs> and Mark Hamill tweeted and was like, "Can I uh, get this tattooed on my body? Like I can't believe that I'm in something that he loved." That's awesome. But yeah, I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. That's correct. And I'm going to apologize for how I sound today. My allergies are raging. Um, <laughs> She's a real sinusy gal today. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. But anyway, we're gonna make it through. We're gonna make it through. And how are we gonna make it through? So we're gonna do our normal format. In case you don't know what that means, Topher will take us through who made this thing. Yes. Shout out the cast and the crew. And then I will take us through the plot. And then in our third segment, we will analyze said plot. So. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. Topher, who made this thing? Well, it depends on which one you're talking about. The original 1988 was uh, written by Don Mancini. Correct. uh, And John Lafia. And then um, Tom Holland as well. Not the wonderful young Spider-Man actor. Who looks like he has a frog in his mouth. He is hiding a frog in his mouth. You know, protect that frog (laughs) with your life. I support it. It was funny. There was a whole thing that all started on Tumblr. Of course it did. And then he... It came to his attention, and he started responding to it, and it was great. Yeah. Anyhow, the remake, this uh, 2019 refresh on the genre, or not the genre, Jesus, the the, the franchise, uh, was directed by Lars Klevberg. Um, he's a Norwegian director. This is his first, like, American breakthrough movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he did this movie Polaroid before. Okay. Um, actually, I think it came out the same year. Um, small independent film that he had done. It was a short to feature situation. Mm-hmm. I really want to see it. It looks really good. Yeah. And based on the direction of this, I would totally watch it. For sure. It was written by Tyler Burton Smith. This is also kind of his first big break as like a feature screenwriter. Okay. Um, he wrote the Quantum Break. He's like He wrote video games before this. Yeah. Uh, he did Sleeping Dogs, which is a r- pretty popular movie or video game, and Quantum Break before this. But uh, he's currently... This is his first major screenplay, like I said, and he's working on Kung Fury 2 and Spooked. Okay. Yeah. We've got a nice little sort of cameo role from Tim Matheson here as Henry Caslin, our uh, titan of industry. Yep. We've got Aubrey Plaza as the mom, Karen. 
(laughs) (laughs) Unfortunate name for her, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Trent Redcop as Gabe, the creepy voyeur super of their apartment building. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Bateman as Andy. Beatrice Kitsis as uh, Entai Concilio as his friends Fallon and Pug. (laughs) (laughs) David Lewis as the creep Shane. Brian Tyree Henry as Detective Mike. And uh, Carlise Burke as his mom Doreen, who makes friends with Andy. Yep. And as you said, of course, the inimitable, the undomitable, the incredible I will worship at his feet, Mark Hamill as Chucky. Yes. Love it. Just, it's so, he's so... Did you know he's best friends with Robert England? No. Yeah. But good for them. Weird, right? Yeah. Freddy Krueger is now best friends with Chucky. You know? <laughs> Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, that's what that that's what that says to me. But that's fun. That's fun. I I, I love that they kind of make a joke in here where he tries to name him um, Luke Skywalker, or he tries to name him Han Solo. Yes. And that's when Chucky's like, nope, my name's Chucky. Um, <laughs> but it's it's kind of a fun nod to Star Wars, obviously, because Mark uh, Hamill played Luke, Luke yeah. Skywalker. There's yeah. no amount of self-control that anyone has that would be enough to not do that. You yes. know? Uh, we had, the score was from Jason LaRocca. And Bear McCreary's back for more music. Love it. He's all over the place. All over the place. Also, with a, what a great name, Bear McCreary. I love it. It feels like an old man who teaches fiddle like in a mythical like land of Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. I think you nailed that on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am going to have, have to write a nailed story. Nailed that on the head. Hit the nail on the head. No, no nailed that on the head's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I always have trouble saying the cinematographer's name. Um, it's the, the vowels fuck me up, but it's a... Uh, Brendan Uyagama, Uyagama. Okay. Um, he's all over the place lately. He has been like the darling these days. So obviously he did this. Uh, he shot a bunch of Riverdale. He did uh, Sabrina, um, the the new the, the new Chilling series? Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I really like his eye. You know, I think he's got a good look here. Yeah, there's a there's a new there's a TV series I saw that they're making. A, yeah, a, kind of in this uh, world. Yeah, it's back to the original uh, yeah. production team. So this was taken away from the original production team. They just like couldn't get it right. So instead of it, it's going to be back to like uh, Brad Dorif as Chucky if and you Alex. Can't Benson get it is right. Back. We take it away. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> no, <laughs> bad job. <laughs> it's not yours anymore. You lost your privileges. Yeah. that's what it sounds like yeah i mean mgm uh has the rights to all this but this is going through uh looks like universal content productions so i think i guess they're splitting the rights i guess because this is an mgm yeah um and that mgm's had the rights since 1988 so i I wonder if that's what's going on maybe yeah because they have they've got to have some sort of creative control you know yeah the art direction was from uh doug gerling who's been all over the place as well you would know uh war War of the planet of the apes tomorrowland 2012 like series of unfortunate events was the set designer for that yep the most recent one the series they did a few years ago and then uh there's just way too many amazing people to shout out in the special effects and art and visual effects departments you know like it's just stacked yeah and well you know and it's there's it requires so many people these days yeah um you'd never have a short crew list anymore but I really liked the visual effects in this. I thought they did a really good job of making Chucky super creepy in this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this was a, um, a a bit of a shot in the dark for MGM, especially to move away from the original creative team and hand it over to new folks, even oh, though definitely. all of them are still working. Definitely. That's that's always a risk. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think, very successful. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and we'll get more into that in, in the analysis portion. But- yeah. Yeah, overall, I think this is very successful. Right. And so, yeah, it was released June of 2019 for a little summer summer horror film um, that we see sometimes. Mm-hmm. On the dot runtime of 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It had a $10 million budget, so it's not a huge bet, but it is, you know, especially for as many visual effects are in this, that's pretty tight. That's that's a real, like, squeeze-by budget. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, they make Chucky pretty terrifying. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why, but he just, he reminds me of, like... Even though he's like a child, he somehow also looks like an adult. Yeah. Like it, it's they do a really great job. Like it looks like it, with like the slicked back 
kind of hair and mm-hmm. just like I don't know there's just something really eerie about looking both like a child and then also like a adult in this sense yeah I think it's back to some sort of uncanny valley thing here yeah like it's a like Benjamin it's, Button situation yeah it's like it's really strange yeah um, but yeah it made 45 million back so that's really great I mean that's honestly about yeah. as good as you can get you know 400% back on your budget that's not bad yeah and this for some reason um this idea of like a haunted doll kind of has a hold on people. Totally. Like people enjoy going to see these movies. I mean, the first one had like a few sequels, I think at least two more more than than that. that. Um, There's child's play, uh, child's play Two, Chucky's revenge. Um, I could just pull up all the movies. There's bright, but there's bride of Chucky, Mm -hmm. uh, seed of Chucky. Um, yeah, there's at least four sequels, I want to say. Yeah, so, like, this idea, for whatever reason, just, like, works for people. They right. They are interested in going back to see it, so I can totally see why they would want to do... Another one of these, totally, yeah. yeah. version. Um, and they've said, like, um, the, uh, the team has said, we're totally ready to come back if y'all want to. They're like, well, script up. Let's go. Fun. And I think, like, the... Definitely the the cast is fantastic as well. Like, I really love this cast. Yeah. I think it was perfect. And again, Mark Hamill as Chucky, fucking terrifying. Yeah. Everyone did a really great job in this film. Definitely. Acting-wise. Yeah, it really... uh, It was... Everybody knew what the project was. This is what it felt like. But uh, before we get into that, you want to tell me what the hell happens? Sure. So... We've got a big corporation, read like Amazon-esque. They're called Caslin, right? It's totally like even the when they show the warehouse in the beginning, it looks exactly like how Amazon warehouses look. Yeah, it's absolutely a critique of like Amazon, Apple, Google, Mm -hmm. all of these big guys. Any of these big tech companies for sure. Yeah. So they're called Caslin. Um, they've just launched this doll. They're calling it Buddy, B-U-D-D-I. With the little Wi-Fi over the eye. Yes. So it's it's kind of like your uh, Google Home Assistant or Alexa, but it's in a doll. So it's yeah. like so there's this idea that it's like your lifelong companion, but also like it can do functional things like turn on your TV, mm-hmm. turn on your lights, uh, tell but you the weather. It's adaptive. It's a it's a learning yeah, it uh, learning AI. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be limited. So yeah, and people are obsessed with this doll mm-hmm. in in this. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. Movie. They're obsessed. So we we see the assembly factory in Vietnam um, and an overworked employee is fired by a supervisor for quote unquote unsatisfactory performance. And then he retaliates by tampering with the buddy doll that he's assembling by dis- disabling all of its safety protocols before committing suicide. Yikes. It's pretty pretty wild right out the gate. So um, but the doll looks just like the others and is packaged and is heading for America. Yep. So then we meet Karen Barclay, who's played by Aubrey Plaza. We're in Chicago. She's widowed. She works at a, at a toy store. Um, and we meet her 12-year-old son, who is hearing, hearing impaired, mm-hmm. Andy. Um, they've moved into a new apartment, so they're kind of in a new environment here. She's trying to cheer him up. Because she had to relocate him, and she has this new boyfriend who sucks. His name is Shane or Sean I or hate something. Shane. Um, and Shane sucks. Yeah. So then Aubrey Plaza, in her Aubrey Plaza ness, um, blackmails her boss in order to get um, the buddy doll, mm-hmm. and it's she knows it's defective, and that's why they're taking it on the truck to you know, get it out of the store. She kind of goes up to him and is like, well, what are you going to do with it? It's just, and he's like, I don't, I don't fucking care. It's going to get smashed into smithereens. I don't know. And she's like, <laughs> well, then just give it to me. Cause she wants to give it to Andy as an early birthday gift. Yeah. And he's, he's turning 13. Right. And so it's also like, they're broke. Like she does not have the money for a real one of these, but exactly. he wants one. Exactly. It's so just like she, the plot of jingle all the way. Yeah, exactly. She's making it work though. Um, they have a really sweet relationship, by the way. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So she, he's kind of hesitant about the doll at first. He's kind of like, mom, I'm turning 13, not like six or whatever. Right. You know, and she's like, yeah, I know it's stupid, but like, just try it. And 
this is when we get the joke of he's like wants to name it Han Solo, but it's like, nope, I'm Chucky. <laughs> and so they become they become best buddies, um, coined by the creepy song that Chucky keeps singing. Ugh, it's yeah. It what did what was my realization last night? Oh, that it's you are my sunshine. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was there until I was laying down to go to bed and I was like, oh my god, it's you are my sunshine, but it's fucked up. Yeah, hundred percent. So, Chucky already exhibits some like kind of ridiculous behavior, like. Um, if Andy says any little thing, any little thing that annoys him, like, oh, that cat's so annoying, or... Like, it scratches him at one point. And he's like, oh, ouch. And then, you know, we get Chucky trying to kill the cat, which I was like, no. I knew the second that there was a cat, especially if its name was Mickey Rooney, it was going to die. Great name for a cat, by the way. Oh, yeah. And Rooney for short, adorable. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, over time, Chucky helps him to uh, befriend two other children, Fallon and Pug. So, he, so good things are happening, like Andy's making friends, but then also Chucky's being, like, a violent dick. So, <laughs> and then they're, like, they're watching Chains- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I think mm-hmm. is what we yeah. realized. Um, and they're all laughing, which is... You know, a typical teenage response to horror films. You know, yeah. You kinda, also, you... Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is really silly. Exactly. Um, so they're all laughing, and so Chucky thinks that this makes them happy. So he kind of tries to imitate that by like bringing out a knife, and it's it's a whole mess. Yeah, and it the it's so I like the characterization of Chucky here. That it's not necessarily evil, right? Like, yeah. in the original, he's just straight up and down a murderer in a doll's body. Yes. With a really problematic uh, voodoo situation. Yes. Um, but in this one, I like that it's just an AI who doesn't understand, doesn't have morals. And so, like, it's his prime directive, if you will, is make Andy happy. Yeah. And, and so it's almost sad. No, it definitely, yeah, I, I, I like the characterization of Chucky as well, because, yeah, it's almost, you know, uh, it's it's very Black Mirror-esque, which yeah, we'll, we'll, talk we'll dive about, yeah, into yeah. later. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, what can go wrong in this situation, like how technology can help, but also how it can hurt. Yeah. It, it's this whole, you know, commentary on that. Um, but then, so Andy ends up disarming Chucky because, like, yeah, don't try like, to kill no, my friends. Yeah, and it's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. That's bad. So Andy arrives home the next morning and finds that the cat is now dead. Um, Poor Rip. Chucky admits to of killing it so that it would not hurt Andy anymore. Um, And then Karen comes in and is like, nope, locking this in a closet. You can only play with it for like an hour a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, limiting its screen time, so so to speak, right? Exactly. But... Of course, Chucky escapes and ends up terrorizing Shane, which leads to him confronting Andy in a very violent and abusive way. Oh, he's straight up and down abusive. He shoves him. He lectures him. Like, he's verbally abusive to him. You're not my dad! (laughs) (laughs) And even, like, I I love that they have Karen being like, dude, that's my kid, not yours. Fuck off. Don't do that shit. Yeah, as she should. Like... Fuck off. We're not even we're not even married. We're just like kind of fucking. We're just hooking up. Yeah. But it's Andy keeps walking in on them fucking and it's Ugh, ridiculous. It's like a yeah, it's like kind of a recurring joke a little bit. But also horrifying cuz like poor kid. Of course. Yeah. And like poor poor Aubrey Plaza, poor Karen cuz like being a single mother who's broke and like you can only this is your one little happiness that you're giving yourself and even though he sucks, you're just like, well, still still getting railed, so there you go. Um, so Andy is pleading for Shane to be gone, and Chucky hears this. Um, so what does Chucky want to do? What have we learned about Chucky? Chucky just wants to make Andy happy, which means Shane mm-hmm. needs to be gone. So Chucky follows him, Shane, to his home, where we learn that Shane is motherfucking married and has children. This motherfucker. Motherfucker. I mean, of course he is. He sucks. Yeah. Um, so he has like a full ass other life. Mm-hmm. So Shane is outside taking down uh, the Christmas lights and Chucky breaks his legs and activates a cultivator that scalps and kills him. Great kill, by the way. Fantastic kill. This is all there are only good kills in this except for the cat kill. Yeah. Fuck that. Leave the animals out of this. <laughs> so then 
If that wasn't bad enough, um, then Chucky delivers Shane's skinned face as a gift to Andy. Yeah. He just wakes up and it's like on his dresser or something. Yep. Yeah. So then we... So fucked up. Yeah. So then we've got uh, Detective Mike Norris, who we we actually met earlier in... He's their neighbor. The, yeah. His mom is their neighbor. Yeah. And he's always coming over there for dinner. His mom is really sweet. She's helping Andy with homework. Yeah. And, you know, um, very, very nice neighbors. But we've already met Mike. Yeah. And he has already established himself as a detective because Aub- Aubrey goes... Um, or Karen is her character name. Karen goes at looking for Andy and is like, why are you sitting in the hall? And then she's like, who are, who are you? And we learn that he's a detective. Yeah. He's also very like clearly uh, got a crush on Karen. Oh, definitely. Um, so then he starts uh, an investigation, obviously. Um, and Andy and his two friends disable Chucky and throw him in the in the garbage. Yeah. So um, uh, there's also the whole thing with the trying to get the face out of there, but it's in wrapping paper. Oh God, yeah. And he gives it to uh, Nor uh, Doreen. Uh, I love that. I love this uh, storyline, honestly, because it's it, it's it's the right amount of humor that yeah. you kind of need in the middle of all. It's of this. a dark comedy of errors. And it, in this moment. yeah, yeah, and I love that shit. And it also oh, just yeah, you do. And it also puts you on edge because mm-hmm. you're like, how is this kid gonna get out of it? There's stakes. It's yeah, yeah it's funny, but there's stakes. And as like, an as an audience why do we use member, fucking wrapping paper. Yeah, yeah. No, this this movie honestly is very funny. Like it's super as, clever. As dark as it is, it's very funny. And I, I mean, who doesn't love like being on the edge of your seat, like like want, having questions of like how is this kid going to figure Very it out? Very much so, yeah. You know, and so what he does though is he says, "Wait to open it. My birthday's you know a week away. Uh, yeah. We'll open it together." And she's like, "Strange, but nice sentiment." So she yeah. she agrees. Um, so he has time now. He's basically just bought them time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so then Gabe, this other kid, f- or this right? uh, this is the the uh, like it's, super. Oh, that's right, that's right. The suit. I forgot about the Jack Black looking super. I thought he looked like John Gabrus. Yeah. Yeah. So the super just happens to be a an electrician and building voyeur. Well, he's got fucking uh, cameras in Aubrey Plaza's ba- and Karen's bathroom. Oh, yikes! Did you not? I, yeah, it was super gross. Yeah, that's he's like. I got mean, I saw him setting up the camera in the hallway, but I didn't realize he had. I missed that yeah. little part. Yeah, there's a. Um, it's just, it's a quick frame, a um, couple frames, but yeah, we fully really see Aubrey Plaza in a towel, like in her bathroom. Gross, man. Yeah, dude, it's um, fucking nasty. So he's trying to resell, um, Chucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make a little extra money. Um, yeah. But then Chucky tortures and murders Gabe with a table saw, which Again, I need to expand great. on this. I yes. need to. Ex- I can't just let it go with that sentence. So he's he's he turns on the table saw and uh, Gabe grabs onto the pipe. Yes. That's right above it. So then Chucky finds the temperature well, or the um, thermostat. So this is a, this movie was inspired by E.T. Yes, because and so little... he does the light up finger. That's its nod to E.T. So he uses his finger to like use to get on the Wi-Fi and adjust everything because he's a yes. home assistant. Yeah, exactly. So he starts turning up the thermostat. So the so the pipe is getting up to two hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Like gets all the way up there. So he's hanging onto this thing. So he has to kind of decide: does he want his hands or his life? Like, you know, he's he's being burnt. And then his glasses fall off his face and just go straight through the saw and then yeah. just, you know, obliterated. So you get this moment of like, yep, that could be you. And then he loses his grip, falls, and you just see him being ripped in half and then blood splattering. It's amazing. It's so such good. A it's, good. It's very kill. similar to the freaky kill. Yeah. Um, of of uh, Alan, uh, Alan Ruck. Yeah. Because we've done we've done table saw kills a lot in horror right oh definitely yeah it's, they're, it's, a they're, it's a staple for sure it's a and it's always a different way to do it i love the creativity that comes with it you're, you're like yeah. okay i'm gonna make a reference to a table saw how can i do that fresh yeah what's the one where oh god i feel like we covered this one where in the nick of time someone saves someone from being 
They're like in a basement in a table saw. They're like That's tied so up. many of them. I know. I'm I'm try- I can see it in my head, but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, it's I always love table saw. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know they're it, one of your favorites for sure. Is, well, you get you so... get actually excited when you see a table saw in a horror film. You get stoked. Well, it's it's just because of like what you said. You can like this was different from any table saw. Um, murder that I've ever seen like yeah. specifically with the you know you think mm-hmm. like oh he's safe he grabbed onto this pipe but then you realize it's a heating pipe <laughs> yeah and you know so I just I find the the kills in this are very fun yes so so Chucky actually belongs to Omar now yeah so Omar grabs him he's like dope yeah and then oh so sad kills uh, Mike our detective Kills his mother, Doreen, in, like, a controlled car crash, which it's is It's very so, Final Destination. It is. It's so it's so sad, though, because she's, like, she's she was talking about, like, guess what app I just downloaded? The Caslin, like, you know, yeah. like, she's super stoked about it. She's kind of like, ooh, look at me. Like, I may, this I may old be lady. old, but I've got my youth. Yeah. I can keep up with all y'all. I'm keeping up with them. I've got, I've got the app. And so she gets... It's like when I taught my grandmother to text. Yeah. Um, she feels empowered by it. Exactly. It's a new way of accessing the world for her. Yeah. And so she orders this car, this self-driving car to make it to bingo. Yeah. She's just trying to get she's to the bingo hall. She's trying to get hall. to bingo. So she gets there and we all know it's going to go poorly, but she gets there and she's like, Hey, don't be jealous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so cute. But then everything goes south. It starts reversing and going really fast. And we've just got this like awful terrorizing uh minute or two where mm-hmm. it's just going nuts and then it eventually in a car crash it dis it disarms the uh airbags and then it yeah. disengages her seatbelt and she can't put it back so it Oof. it kills her it kills her with impact um, yeah if and, we get a six final destination movie i'd be shocked if one of them wasn't if one of the kills in that was not self-driving car oh yeah they have to go like an ai uh yeah. way with that yeah. i would think yeah, and then of course Mike, the detective, has to face probably any first responder's greatest nightmare is responding to a family member or friend. Yeah, and knowing like that's why it's so good they had Brian Tyree Henry in this. He's such an acting powerhouse. Oh yeah, he's wonderful. He's like everybody talks about how great Donald Glover is in Atlanta, and he absolutely is. But it's Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy that sells it for me. I mean, yeah, everyone I talk to is like, is like, don't you love Paperboy? I'm yeah, like, yeah, he's amazing. It's- He's Great. so good. Is this like just constantly annoyed dude? Yeah. No. Awesome. And is awesome in this too. But yeah, I didn't want to gloss over that moment because the movie kind of does. But I also kind of understand. Like he has a second. You get, you get but, a beat. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just so sad because again, that's every first responder's greatest nightmare. I would have to Absolutely, imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, Andy is trying to convince his mom that it's the doll that's you know because um, just like in the in the original, he's kind of being suspected for all of these things yeah, because which is, he's tied to it. I'm glad they aged him up because in the original he's like six. Yeah. It's like, what? A six-year-old's not going to be able to do this. But I get that like a 12, 13-year-old is definitely under suspicion here. Yeah. Especially because like his friends are weird and uh, his mom's like, what happened to Rooney? Yeah. What happened to Rooney, Andy? I know he didn't run away. I've got his collar. Like, yeah. what the fuck happened? Yeah. So she's, you know worried about him and not happy with him so she takes him along to her next shift at work because she can't she can't call out um, right. to stay at home with him so she has no choice and she's like I need to keep an eye on you um, so suspecting that Andy is the killer Mike the detective which is what I just like calling him Mike because that's how he introduces himself he's a, detective, a detective Mike, Mike. yeah um, he travels to the mall and arrests him just as Chucky takes full control of the building. Like, he's controlling all of the display TVs. He's controlling, like, the, the lights. The literal, like, t- running displays, the Literally temperature. everything. Yeah. So, and this is also, um, they're introducing Buddy 2 and then, like, a bear version buddy of Buddy. Buddy bear, yeah. Buddy bear, yeah. So there's this big, like, reveal. It gives me, like, very, like, Tickle Me Elmo in the 90s vibes where, like, people are lined up. There's about to... There's an impending stampede. You can just feel the energy. Right. Um, But then complete chaos is just unleashed because the guy... Her... Aubrey Plaza's boss in this is in, like, a big, like, buddy to, like, head 
basically. Yeah. And but he gets his throat slit right before yes, he yes. goes out there and then, you know, he's kind of stumbling around and then of course the most excited girl in the room. You just see her. It, she's got her glasses on. Mm-hmm. She's so ready. And her grandma or her mom or whoever is like just so happy to be there right. to like witness the moment. But then Chaos and horror ensues. He takes off the thing and well, it's like, like falls. Yeah, he falls and like the thing falls off, and then the blood just like straighten this girl's face. It's so good. Yeah, horrifying. Amazing. So, so then, yeah, every all hell breaks loose. Everyone's running around. So many customers are killed by these buddy dolls, and um, but and they're trapped in this toy store because Chucky has locked it down. Mm-hmm. And Mike, the detective, gets wounded. He has a little bit of a... and he He's stabbed, right? Yeah. And then he's just like, he's about to pass out and he just goes, run. And like, <laughs> falls over. But somehow Andy and his friends manage to escape. Good for them. But then Andy sees that, you know, on the, on the TV that his mom is being held hostage and yeah. tortured, essentially. Like, tied up, uh, bloody, all of, like, tape over Ragging her mouth. Ragging yeah. Uh, all of that shit. And his friends are like, no, he's like just making you see that. And Andy's like, no, 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 I need to go. I need to go save her. It's my mom. Yeah. Um, so in, you know, this amazing kind of like final fight scene, he ends up freeing his mom. His mom has been, is a is basically impending like a um, hanging. Because yes. he's got her, you know, he's got a noose around her, her neck. And then there's the... Um, Oh god, what's it called? It's like the what's that thing called? The it moves things, the forklift or whatever. Yeah, forklift. Yeah. So we've got like this like for this like hydraulic and like for forklift. Yeah, it's, some that, it's a hydraulic arm, yeah. Yeah, that you know, is going to basically hoist Aubrey Plaza up. Ugh. And it's Ugh. it's very it's it's one of those like it's it's a slow strangle hangings type yeah. deal. So yeah, it's, hanging is usually like it snaps your neck. That's what kills you. Yeah, this Not is, strangling. This, this is, is more of like yeah. a slow... This is torture. Torture. So in, in you know, like your your typical really fun fight se- final fight scene in a mm-hmm. horror film, we've got this nice back and forth where there's Chucky still has a knife. Andy has like a saw that he starts to cut the rope that yeah. Aubrey Plaza's hanging from. And then... Uh, Chucky latches onto him. He drops the the saw, but then is able to procure the uh, the knife mm-hmm. and finishes the job. Yeah, falls with her. Chucky falls too. He grabs the knife and stabs Chucky in like his power cell. Like sparks fly. He's dead. Done. Yeah. Um, or just about. He's still kind of like singing that weird song. Um, and then uh, Mike, the detective, shows up. We, I, I thought he was dead, but then I was like, yay, he's back. Yeah, it's a nice fake out. Yeah. He shoots the doll dead, and then Karen has this amazing moment. It's also very, it's just, it's so funny to me. Aubrey Plaza is just always Aubrey Plaza, no matter what. Even her, like, grabbing the head and, like, and saying, like, don't mess with my son or like nobody mess with my son i don't remember what the yeah. line is but it's something to that effect and the way she even throws it <laughs> it's just like she's over it yeah yeah it's not like she's like, definitely branched out in terms of like, she's a much no, more definitely. she's got a lot more range as an actor than she's i think given sometimes but like inger goes west for example oh my god i love that movie that's when i met her oh nice mm-hmm. but it's just like it's just so funny to me and it's yeah, awesome. She, it's her. It's 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 her signature. You know, yeah. like but like even the way she throws it, like any other actor would have done it differently. But like you know, it's Aubrey Plaza. You know, it's it's her signature. But she. Yeah. So even the way she throws it, she's like, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like deadpan Daria esque. Like, it's so funny to me. This, it's not even like she's angry. It's that she's annoyed that she had to deal with this. Exactly, and that's what I kind of love about her in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, Aubrey Plaza milf. Fantastic. Big here for it. I also want to point out that in the same way that a lot of films are like, we're going to put glasses on you and put like, you know, your hair in like up or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, And you're going to be quote unquote ugly. Like all those like she's all that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We bring this up like every week. (laughs) Um, the, The same thing happens with with mothers, like especially when they're younger, for whatever reason, they just put their hair half up, half down and put a clip. Mm hmm. 
that and throw him in a cardigan and throw him in a cardigan and call him a mom yeah it's it's so funny to me it's like the costume designer just like uh toolkit just yeah. says oh i've got moms i've got mom i got mom hair clip and an oversized cardigan that looks ready or shitty i said that was a combination of ratty and shitty it's ready i like that yeah saving time <laughs> So the the police arrive, the paramedics arrive, they're tending to everyone who, you know, all the chaos, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Andy and his friends go and do a very probably therapeutic burning of Chucky's body, (laughs) just making sure this bitch is gone. Um, Right. And then we see we see Caslin's CEO, Henry Caslin. Issuing a statement saying that they're recalling all of the buddy dolls because of this. But then one of the dolls is being placed into storage. His eyes flicker red and smiles, revealing that Chucky transferred his AI awareness into a new body. Hell yeah. That's what you can do over Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, AirDrop, The future is real and terrifying. Yeah. And that I think that that's a good tagline for this movie, actually. I mean, the future is kind of here. We have that yeah. AI... Uh, we could put it in a doll, but thank God we haven't. Um, I guess you could ar- arguably call Alexa a doll. In a sense. In I a suppose. sense. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's small, but I don't know. It doesn't play with you. Well, no, yeah. it does. You can ask her to fart. Did you know that? I did not know that. You can ask her to fart, and she said, "Ask." she'll say, like, ask me for a wet one. It's ew, gross. Ew. She'll be like, ask me for a random fart. And then she'll... <laughs> I'm serious. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what you should do is ask Alexa why Jeff Bezos won't let Amazon workers unionize. Mm. Like John Oliver did on live on a, a oh, talk, show, a talk show. They were like asking, I think it was with Fallon. Yeah. And Fallon's like, oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Alexa, uh, can you tell me about unionization at Amazon workplaces? And she just goes, no. <laughs> well, no, Fallon cuts it off. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. no, no, no. Like it's, Truth, I want to hear the answer. Truth teller versus a uh, uh, shill. Right. That's <laughs> why I hate Fallon. So I I really enjoyed this movie. I oh, think it's the, amazing. I think the original is kind of a piece of crap. Yeah, um, it's kind of shitty, yeah. But I loved this. I thought it was fun. It kind of it kind of followed this formulaic plotline of like a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, you were saying that like this feels like an R-rated decom. Like it it could have easily been, you know, like um Phantom of the Megaplex or <laughs> yeah, it follows this I mean, very... it's basically just Smart House. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my then, favorite decom right after Brink. I love both of those. Um but yeah, it, it, it again, it follows this like kind of Disney-esque formulaic thing where like you're almost on the. You're almost on a Goonie, right? Like it's like the Goonies too. Yeah. Um, especially when the friends come in and they kind of have this like camaraderie and. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed this. I again loved the kills. Thought that it had some really great dark comedy moments. It has heart. It has heart. Like Aubrey Plaza and um, Andy have the sweetest relationship. Um, and it feels real. Like feels it feels real. it that that relationship is, I think, the realest thing about this in the movie. In the movie for me, yeah, is that like giving the they need the heart, but they get it through the writing, yeah, and then the acting. Right. It's, it's it's written first, acted second, right? Yeah, definitely. And like, is this the perfect? Is this a perfectly made movie? No, but I don't really mind it because it makes me feel something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And like, I'm never totally scared. Yeah. But I am... I am a little horrified, though. Yeah, horrified <laughs> is the right word. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. really feel fear of this because, like, I'm not afraid of dolls. I can punt them. It's not a problem, right? right. It's like, like when they're like, oh, children are scary. I'm like, no, children do scary shit. But unless that child is, like, supernaturally strength-possessed, Like that movie where the baby gets bigger? Yeah. Yeah, honey, oh I, honey, I blew up the kid. Nineteen ninety two. Oh my god, that movie's kind of freaky. The, yes, um, but uh, <laughs> yes, it very much is. But no, I, I loved this. I had so much fun watching. Genuinely, it. a lot of fun. Like yeah. this is, it's kind of the opposite of our last, our previous episode that we just did, uh, Event Horizon, mm-hmm. where that's a movie that I really enjoy because it's like. It's legitimately scary, and it's think it's a thinker. It's a more cerebral, definitely. Yeah, this is, and that one, and I feel scared while I watch that one. Yeah, this is. I don't feel scared. I am horrified, but I just have fun. Like this yeah. is freaky versus like. Yeah. 
any like or like the thing like there's there's movies that are so cerebral and actually scary for me and then there's movies that i'm just like this is just a good old-fashioned uh horror romp you know tucker it's your, yeah. it's your tucker's and dales tucker's and dales but yeah we've talked plenty about what makes a successful reboot before on this yeah. podcast but this is this ticks all of those boxes yeah updates it for the present time mm-hmm. um Pays homage to the original without being a retread. Correct. Uh, and updates it in any way that it can, that so that it still feels fresh, but rooted in the tradition of its particular franchise. Yes, agreed. It nails all of those things on the head. Fully. Yeah, and it takes it in a new direction as well. You know, it's not some murderer practicing uh, <laughs> culturally appropriating voodoo. It's, yeah. uh, it's just the internet. It's the internet of things, mm-hmm. you know, which is a terrifying concept. Um, and I, I love this. Like, I, I wrote a lot on AI when I was in uh, grad school for philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of my biggest focuses. Uh, since I was doing philosophy of science and philosophy of mind, that's where you're, that's the intersection, right? Yeah. And so I love the way that... I don't love... What am I trying to say here? I like that it doesn't come down on one way or the other of is technology bad that yeah. it plays with the because like we said in, when we were talking about the plot Chucky's innocent in a certain sense of the word yes right Chucky doesn't understand like there's no morality and that was something that I friends and I wrote a lot about like I co-authored papers that were about like they were an ethicist and I'm a metaphysicist so they were like okay so let's team up and um Talk about this and like, what are the ethics of AI? How do you how do you program morality into AI? Yeah, and it gives you, it gives you all sides. Like it, it obviously gives you the um, if it goes wrong perspective, mm-hmm. and then you've got Chucky's relative innocence, and then you've got the empowering side of it with Doreen. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, yeah. like yeah. as you're getting older, how technology can help, how it has helped. Um, and so, so it's, I, I love that it doesn't take like a one-sided stance on technology and AI. Totally. Like you said, it's, it's giving us multiple sides of it, of how it can help you and also how it can really damage. Right. I mean, it does what good speculative fiction should do, which is ask a question and give you sort of a case, a test case of it. Right. Yeah. This is what we looked at with, like, we were talking about this last week at the event horizon, but we didn't get too deep into the side of it that speculative fiction's role yeah is to look at like um black mirror right yes we talk about that a lot we mentioned it earlier in this episode has an episode that came out this same year it mm-hmm. also came out 2019 rachel jack and ashley too the one with miley cyrus where she's the pop star that's a really good one it's a fantastic episode i really enjoyed it um, apparently some people didn't and i'm like why it's good no i liked that one maybe because it wasn't as good as striking vipers but yeah that is one of my favorites of that whole series but yeah um yeah rachel jack and ashley too it's you know uh you have like somehow um ashley o's consciousness gets transferred into ashley too and they came out like the same month which is so funny to me yeah they both came i think that came out in july maybe but i think it was june i mean i can look it up real fast but it was the summer definitely yeah um because i remember watching the new black mirror episodes with my they came out within days of each other yeah that's so funny uh, so yeah, Rachel Jack and Ashley too was June fifth, two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and the uh, Chucky came out June twenty first, two thousand nineteen. So within like two weeks of each other, that's wild. That's so funny. But you know, that's how you. That's how it goes when you have stuff like this. When you're considering like um, multiple people are going to have the same idea. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think it's really cool to see the two different versions of this idea, where one is the ethics of even creating such a thing. Yeah, um, that's the Black Mirror take, and this, and then um, Child's Play is the ethics of what would happen, mm-hmm. right? What did you think of having J- Andy be uh, hearing impaired? I kind of took that as um, a nod at how technology has helped people. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that totally. I think it was. I mean, it's it's not. It's honestly not a huge plot point. There, there are moments where you know there are some some not so classy jokes made about it yeah. in this film, but I honestly in the middle didn't even remember that that was like I forgot about right, it until right. maybe three fourths of the way in when they like make kind of like a crass joke about it that and I didn't like, love. Uh, Omar knocks it out of his ear. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly kind of forgot, but I think that that the only way that I can think of it really is that it's 
it's a nod at how technology truly has helped people. Right. So it's the good. It's it's adding to kind of like the good side. How Andy has experienced the good in technology. Yeah, totally. I see that. Because otherwise, I can't really pinpoint why. Because he's new in town. It's also another like moment of isolation. Yeah. But yeah, I just was I was curious if it was because Gabriel Bateman himself is hearing impaired. Apparently, he's not. Um, so it was a deliberate. Yeah, it's a deliberate choice, choice, not just like including it in. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's really how I how I read it because I don't know, maybe maybe that is another way of them telling us that he has been kind of isolated and had issues making friends, which is which is bullshit. I'm going to say that just like in society that if if a kid is quote unquote different, mm-hmm then kids are less likely to make friends with him. Like that shit. Teach your kids differently, please. True. True. Um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of using it in this way. I just like I've got a bunch of friends who are hearing impaired. I've yeah. got I'm not fully impaired, but I am. Uh, I've got deficiencies with my hearing from mm-hmm. treating my ears wrong all these years. But it's one of those things that it bothers me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate it. Like if they were, if it were a hearing impaired actor, I'd probably feel differently. That's completely um, fair. Yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things of like eh, I get it, but like we don't totally need to do the disability as an isolation thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I think that's where I don't I I don't really love it either. And again, like the, the I really didn't appreciate like the jokes that they made about it. Um, yeah, and it's only shitty people who do it. So, like, I get it. Like, it's Shane, yeah. it's Omar. Yeah. Um, Doreen is actually very kind about it. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, I'm going to have to get one of those, too, at some point. Like, that sort yeah. of thing, you know? Um, so there's moments of kindness and caring with it, and there's moments of not. Um, it doesn't come to much. Like, it, I, I thought, I'm glad it wasn't used as a plot device in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that, like, you know, there's no moment where, like, Chucky takes over his hearing aid or like I mean he definitely can hear him in it though yes so he kind of does he has we have moments where it's almost like Chucky's whispering in his ear totally or it's it's only meant for him to hear it yes so there are moments but But it's not like a big plot moment it's not like yeah it's not exactly it does it's not like a a turning off the lights in a fight sort of moment you know um yeah that's all yeah no he's not fully deaf either he's just impaired Yeah, yeah absolutely I so I, that's kind of how I read it. Why they put it in is like just a nod at how technology has has helped mm-hmm. certain folks. And totally, that's a good read on it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's completely necessary. Like you said, if if the actor was hearing impaired himself, then totally. Yeah, like, I feel I feel, feel better about better it. About it. I don't um, hate it. I'm just not a huge fan of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the way to go with it. Yeah. But I know we already touched on this, but fuck, is the acting and casting good in this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like... Solid. It's nice to see Aubrey Plaza in a little bit of a different role. You were saying it's exactly like her other... Like, she's typecast in this, and I don't think she is. Like, this is a different version of her. Well, they gave us... They gave her a really great arc where, by the end, she really is different but kind of what I was getting what I was getting at when I was kind of talking about Aubrey Plaza as an actor is it's not even her acting style sometimes because we all know her as April in Parks and Rec and we know her you know she's done other things and she's really great at it but what I'm kind of more so getting at is if you put Aubrey Plaza in a project there is some sort there there is a certain vibe that she just brings totally. to something that like you know exactly what you're getting like I was kind of saying like yo I feel like if Aubrey Plaza gets brought in to audition for something I feel like she just gets offered things because people already know what she's going to bring to the table because right. it's so specific maybe that's why I liked Angry Goes West so much because it's a completely different take on her uh, yeah. style. Yeah, but she's still there. There's just something surrounding her that brings something different to projects. I don't really even know how to articulate it because it is in her acting style, but it isn't. Right. She just. It, I think it's. It must be like her sense of humor. Like there's. There's something. She's about sardonic. It. She's dry. Yeah. You know. There's like, something about it that you know exactly what you're getting if you watch an Aubrey Plaza. Like I even watched. We watched that weird nun. Oh, the little thing. hours. Amazing. Yeah. Where she plays a lesbian witch. Oh my god, it's amazing. But she. There's. There's something, I think, I honestly think the other actress in that, Kate Maguchi, has a similar thing. You know exactly what vibe you're getting yeah, from Yeah, you're going to get some sort of, like, 
twee, but yeah, goofy. Yeah, but off. Yeah. Like, there's something yeah. off about it. So you know exactly what you're going to get if you hire those two actresses, and I think that that's why that movie was so fun and just yeah. weird, but, like, worked. Like, we watched the whole thing. Oh, I um, love it. I want to watch it again. It's such, a, it's such a fun... Oh, God. Uh, now I'm just thinking about how great that movie is. When she's, is. like, bullying the gardener or whatever. It's yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, God. When they keep just yelling, they, like, scream at everybody. Yeah. God, her and Allison Brie and Kate McCoochie just, like, screaming at people. Yeah, so... Fuck out of here. Fuck off, perv. Yeah. And I think that... Aubrey Plaza's, like, you know, it's obviously a lack for a better word, like, vibe really brings something to this movie that I don't... It would be fine with other actors, but I don't know. She kind of just She's brings... the perfect cast for this, no yeah, question. And same with Brian Tyree Henry it. is perfect as Mike. A thousand Sorry, percent. Mike the detective. Detective Mike. The, Mike. Detective Mike. Like, never love, a, never love a cop hero situation, but right. um, I, I... It was... I just love him. Like, I, he can well, they, do... they really humanize him with his relationship with his mom and mm-hmm. how he's kind of reaching out to Andy. And then he never really does anything, you know, too shitty. Like, you can tell that he's... Yeah. Just trying, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I just... I, it's, I understand story-wise why he's a cop, and that's tied to the original as well. It Mike is, Norris yeah. is a detective in the original. Um, a much stupider one because he investigates a six-year-old, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I liked the emotional beats in this movie. I like that everybody gets emotional beats in this movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, at least our, our main three here, because we get uh, Mike's moment with his mom and then a bunch of Karen and Andy moments. Um, yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that's probably enough gushing for one episode from both of us. <laughs> yeah. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast, and we'll post it elsewhere as well. We have a Twitter, Horror Babes Pod, and then our website, HorrorBabesPod.com, because we're going to be announcing our theme for October very soon. Yup. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. And give us a rate review on iTunes. Tell your friends. We cannot wait for the impending spooky season. It is almost upon and us. our two-year anniversary as a podcast. I know. Horror Babes turns two on October 1st. Yeesh. Very excited. Are we so, going to be terrible on our twos? Oh, man. <laughs> I hope not. The year the podcast goes downhill. Right. <laughs> but anyway, stay safe out there, babes. And uh, until next time. Bye, bye babes. babes. Yeah, babe.